0: their steak yes maybe no
1: hmm. different podcast <laughs> plugging uh, it
2: yo
0: there we go there That's we better. go
2: hey, hey, hey i'm back
0: steak that uh that default photo you have when you're not on your camera is that your uh, tinder photo <laughs> uh
2: my grinder photo actually nice. <laughs> <laughs> works baby
0: So I feel super bad, um, seeing as everyone else is on video, and I am not. Two reasons for that. One, I just don't have a webcam. And two, I like to podcast solely in the nude. Um, It's just a comfort thing. You got your shoes on? It's going
3: to be great. (laughs) Naked tie segment.
0: (laughs) All right, boys. Uh, Well, everyone ready to get underway? Welcome to the Fan Levitard Show, episode number four. I am your host, Ty. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Before we go any further, I want to remind you all to like, subscribe, rate, review. Follow the show on Twitter at levitard underscore fan. Our DMs are open. We've got a great episode for you today. I had the honor of chatting with three Lauer Rangers who are incredibly gracious with their time You can, of course, find them on the Lauer After Hours podcast. It's a fantastic podcast for any fan of the Levitard and Friends universe out there. It is pretty much required listening at this point. But today on the show, we had Drake, a.k.a. Cody Cavalry, Steak Sauce, and Steve... I'm not sure if he has a nickname beyond just being called Steve, um, but we had a really fun chat starting with the bare minimum of sports coverage necessary to qualify this as a sports podcast, but then we kind of followed the lazy river and it takes us all over the place. It was a fun conversation and I'm glad we had it. I'll have some closing remarks after that interview, but until then, Enjoy! <laughs> So, I'd be remiss uh, to not touch on some sports today, uh, but I don't want to spend too much time getting into sports. So, uh, I guess college football playoff was released today. Anyone have any problems with that, with the final four that were chosen?
2: Just why even play the season? We should just have Alabama and Clemson play 11 weeks straight. Yeah. First one to six wins. It's
3: as standard as it gets. They – I mean, they – they obviously make their choices based off how much money they can make because, I mean, we already saw Clemson versus Notre Dame after when Trevor came back. So, Notre Dame doesn't hold a candle to Clemson. And, I mean, I, I understand the, the premise of it, but nobody nobody wants to see Notre Dame in there. And, and then Ohio State with the six games, I mean, they played six games. That's – to me, it, it just doesn't add up. I mean, the, the easy fix is just make it eight – 16 would be perfect, but shit, make it eight and be done with it and and just get everybody off your back. So, yeah, I see two types of anger, two types of fan
0: bases that should be angry right now. You have uh, Texas A&M, who I think has the most right to be angry just because you look at their resume and they definitely should have gotten in with one loss against Alabama. Um, But then the second fan base that should be really angry are the G5 teams, like your your Cincinnati's and your Coastal Carolinas, who did everything they possibly could and still were not even close. Like, that's just double middle fingers to every g5 school like you literally have no chance of making this ever and i just don't know yeah like you said steak like why do you even play the fucking season then if all if all this is pretty much foretold from the get-go like why did we risk more uh, more safety than they already risk in a usual year like throw COVID on top of that and it's like why did we just go through all of this process
2: Exactly, I'm an SEC homer, so I mean, A and M winning seven SEC games is like more impressive than Ohio State winning six games. You know,
0: I think it's crazy too that we're all just kind of assuming that Indiana is actually as good as their five game or six game record shows them to be, because that's really what Ohio State has to lean on there, and we're just all assuming Indiana is a good football program.
3: Yeah, I agree. Er- they're a fucking basketball school. This isn't March Madness. This is the damn college football season. Let's uh take it take it easy.
0: All right, I think that's enough sports now. All right, so the real reason I have y'all on, and this is where y'all's expertise comes into play, as three of the most prolific Lauer Rangers around, I need y'all to help me recklessly speculate about the future of the Dan Lebatard show. So as we know... There are three terrestrial radio shows left, and on January 5th, they are completely unaffiliated with ESPN. So let's do a little uh, roundtable here. Let's start with Cody Cavalry. What do you think is going to happen to the show? Where do they end up? What does this end up looking like?
3: Um, I think one of the – I think they end up on Spotify to some extent. Um, I think that's that's what a lot of us – are assuming at this point, but there's also, um, and Steve will definitely agree with this. There's gotta be some type of visual medium that, that um, continues because that, that part of the show brings out um, it's such a huge compliment to what they do in terms of bits and um, characters. And so I'm assuming there's, there's going to be some type of partnership. I don't, I don't know if it is solely Spotify and, and who they partner with, or if it's, it may not be Spotify, somebody, um, somebody else who has a visual medium to go along with it. Um, so I'm, I'm not completely sure in terms of, of where they, where they end up. I don't think anybody is completely sure um, other than maybe Mike Ryan. So, so we'll, we'll see about that, but I, I, they definitely have to have the visual um, element, I, I think to, to continue forward.
0: And Steve, you seem to have some thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. So I, I literally hundred percent of the time I'm watching on TV. Um, when I was at work, if hopefully my boss isn't listening, I'd always have my second screen with the show on going on nonstop, but it, it, it adds so much to have the visual, um, the, the jokes when they're, they're, they're going off each other. You can see someone put up a finger that they're about to, to, to jump in it. You really It adds so much. And then yeah, Angel and Lebo's artwork in the background, um, regardless where they're going to go, they're going to have a lot more freedom. Um, they're going to be able to finally swear and talk a little bit about uh, some things that we all knew about, but can't quite talk about with ESPN. Um, but it's it's going to be nice to just finally get some kind of freedom, but also really like, like Drake said, really need that video.
0: And so uh, just, just going off of you talking about, you know, some of the stories that they've danced around, but haven't been able to explicitly say, I'm really excited for when Stugatz finally reveals how much weed he's smoking day in and day out. That's going to be so much fun.
2: Bulls. but it's no, a- more, uh, no more no more magic-created content, though, so that's kind of sad. They don't need it anymore.
0: They ran out of batteries.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so, Steak, what about you? What do you? If you had to put on your premonition wizard hat, what do you think is going to end up happening?
2: Yeah, I would think they could get a deal with Spotify or Sirius or something like that. And then um there's some of the visual media, I mean, we'll either see their their Twitch stream, you know, a lot more of that stuff being being put out there. Something like that, we'll see. I actually I put on my journalism hat and I'm trying to get get confirmed that they're going to Spotify. Oh <laughs> send a couple Yeah. I a couple emails there. to their PR. Yeah, we'll see though.
3: See uh Sorry, I'm going to jump in here. The the only reason I don't see them going to Sirius would be just because they know how many listeners they have and and that would be another expense that people, the listeners would have to to indulge in in order to listen. So like, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, they Sirius could break the bank on them, which rightfully so because they're everyone who who listens is going to is going to pay whatever it is to get Sirius XM and um go with, I'm assuming is is there a Sirius XM app that's free now or no
0: I I think you still have to pay for for one of those subscriptions and yeah the, the, I wasn't sure The thing that's interesting to me about the potential of the Sirius XM uh deal is I assume it would be similar to like the Howard Stern deal that he got probably not as lucrative as the one he got but if you assume they're going to Sirius that means they're probably getting their own network and if they're getting their own network what type of content are they filling that with? Because the the shitty part about them leaving ESPN is, I'm guessing ESPN is going to be a little more loath to let some of their cast of characters, like your Mina's, your Katie Nolans, and stuff like that, freely produce content for them. So I don't know what that looks like if they end up on uh, on Sirius. But no, i I think uh, I think Twitch would definitely be a good a good move. I don't know if Mike Ryan could handle. Streaming on Twitch every day, um, his thoughts on the Reddit are are pretty pretty widely known, and I just don't know if he is ready for a full time Twitch chat that's going to be berating them day in and day out. Like that that seems like it, it would just go really poorly.
3: Let's have Lorenzo run it. But so, does Twitch would Twitch pay the bills though? I mean,
2: I mean, there's don't... ways you can make money off of Twitch, man. You get enough subscribers and like you'll get like you get paid like people do twitch for a living you know
1: you also got to think to factor in too though like uh drake mentioned how people may not they may not want fans to have to buy a serious subscription but we also all get to cancel our espn plus subscription so it, it all it all kind of evens out at the end regardless anybody that's that big of a fan of the show we're going to follow them wherever the hell they go no matter what it costs i'm, I'm not going to stop think, watching because of ten dollars
2: do you guys think more people listen to the podcast and actually like listen to the radio yeah i mean it has to be right
3: yeah, because they, they make comment after comment on like, sorry we can't play this song and you're not gonna understand this reference because you don't we're not able to do this on the podcast. So if if, if it wasn't that big of a deal, they wouldn't make comments like that. So I mean Good. the the best form of the version is live and seeing it visually like like me and Steve like to, but it's it's um primarily I would say it's probably eighty percent who just our podcast listeners
2: and it sucks i i feel like you know i'm a podcast listener and every once in a while there's something where i just i don't understand it but it's easy enough to find on twitter yeah where i could still kind of get the joke but so that kind of sucks but i mean having it on demand and listening when i want and wh- where i want is like it's much easier to sit in front of a tv you know for four hours
1: i wonder if they're even going to be able to play like any like even parody songs being like if it's if it's on a, a truly like a medium that's always like on demand Cause like they can't really put anything on ESPN plus now. So like, are they going to, I haven't heard the club in a month. I haven't heard any songs in a month. It's a like completely changed my listening experience. So I don't know if I Mike kind of made a hinted towards it. We're like, we're just going to kind of see what happens by doing, playing some songs and without ESPN, like behind, in the, behind the scenes. But that, that's going to be an interesting thing as well as the music. Cause that's just even just between Mike playing songs on the rejoins. Cause they're always like Mike, uh, Dan always says he's always doing a show within the show. Uh, with playing songs and the come back so it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with the songs there
0: well that's an aspect that we may lose altogether if they're not live if it's just on demand do we have yep. a need for rejoins do we have a need well obviously we're going to lose the and finalies things like that like there's there's a lot of yeah. little aspects of the show that make the show what it is but are just going away if we end up on an on-demand solely platform yep
1: i mean that's
2: one of the sad parts about it moving you know is just It's great they're gonna have their freedom and they can do what they want, but the show is gonna change. Like it's not gonna be the same show and it could get better. It probably will get better knowing these guys. But just it's gonna take a while for them to get used to it, especially you know, it's really for us to get used to it too, you know.
3: But I'd be I'd be surprised if if that kind of stuff went away altogether just because Mike, I mean, Mike's smart as shit, man. I mean, people don't give him credit for how smart he is. Like, he knows how much the listeners value the end finales and the rejoins. He's gonna, he's gonna find a way to fit that kind of stuff in. Like, even if it's, even if it's Stu or whoever reading, um, their advert, they're still gonna have advertisements because they're gonna want to make money. Um, as much as they can, even it's them fitting an and finally after they read an, an advertisement, I've, I feel like he's going to find ways to fit in the things that we all love, even if it's an, in a different version, He's he's still going to find a way to get all that stuff in to some extent.
0: And uh, I want to I want to throw out another hypothetical to y'all that my wife and I had chatted about with my wife is also a huge fan of the show and she mentioned the possibility of what happens if they don't end up signing a deal with the Sirius with the Spotify what would a completely independent lebertard show look like where they don't they aren't beholden to anybody any contracts or anything like that just purely advertisers and they kind of, uh, I guess, carve their own lane, so to speak, outside of all the boundaries of like a, a contractual agreement. Do any of y'all see that as a possibility? And would that potentially be the best option for them?
2: I don't, I don't think so. I think they have to have some kind of deal in place, just knowing like a lot of those guys have families and they're yeah. young kids. And I think they got to have something more secure than just banking on advertisements, and, you know. But uh, if they did, I mean, just a whole lot of f-bombs and <laughs> Stugat smoking joints while he's recording. Mike and I literally doing cocaine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think they're they're too valuable where there, anybody that's looking for someone to add to their to their um, lineup, they're the number one sports uh, in terms of what's like a digital media out there the uh, anybody a serious um spotify they're gonna I think they're gonna get quite the deal so I, I don't see them going independent because they can kind of get the most best of both worlds by just getting a, a huge
3: deal from a, a big company yeah i don't I don't see them um that happening well, at all but if if they did I mean yeah that would be the best version of the show possible it'd be it'd be a, a less douchey version of barstool on steroids <laughs> if that makes any sense like it would be because they wouldn't they wouldn't tap into the bullshit that Barstool does and they would keep it Mike would know he would know that range to get to that that point and then stop he wouldn't go over the top with it like Barstool does to where their their target market is just frat dudes it would be to reach everybody poor rich everything in between so yes it, go ahead
1: Sorry, we, we already we we talked about it on Lower After Hours too. Where part of the what makes the the show so good is that they're are they are kind of raging against the machine. So right. if they're if they just have full, oh,
0: we lost you, Steve.
2: That's weird. Let's pretend like we're he. Why did we lose him? We heard every
0: he, word, Steve. Every word.
2: You said something about the Yankees are really good. <laughs> what else? I love you there, Steve.
0: I think we lost him.
2: Can't hear you, bud. That's no, that's weird. I'll, I'll translate. I'm reading He's his lips. Not... <laughs> Let's see. He said, "Fuck cowherd." <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck cowherd. Fuck Norby.
2: Fuck Clay <laughs> Travis. <laughs> fuck
0: ESPN as a record label.
2: <laughs> and as a motherfucking
0: crew. Yes, steak. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nothing. Hit them up. Yeah, you now we like
0: got you. There we go. Did you hear anything
3: I even said? Like two sentences and then you cut out. I don't even remember what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Dano. <laughs> I,
0: I, like, I like the thought of going down this path of um, Mike Ryan just dropping a hit him up diss track on the way out. Like that is the last thing they play. That would be fucking phenomenal.
2: First off, bleep will bond and that punk will cane. <laughs> we make Tom giggle with the looks like game. Oh,
0: <laughs> so okay, I wanted to uh, I wanted to play a little game with y'all here. And I have an admission on the front end. Um I am not a Christmas movie guy. I'm just what? Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big Christmas movie guy. I'm not a Christmas music guy. I'm kind of I'm kind of Grinchy overall when it comes to like Christmas spirit and stuff like that. But I really, really wanna play the game and like workshop out if all the members of the Levitard show were in a Christmas movie together, what would their roles be? And like what characters would they play? And I'm gonna lead off with one of the ones that I actually do know. And Stugatz is definitely Ebenezer Scrooge,
3: true or false?
2: Yeah, that works. Chris Cody's got to be Santa, right?
3: <laughs> in every movie, Chris is frosty. Movie. He's frosty.
2: He's just so jolly, though. And his cheeks are already always red. It looks just <laughs> kind of you know. I could see. He him. could be young Santa learning, you know.
0: I can always see Chris Cody in like a Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer type role just because he does have that red face.
2: He's kind of like an underdog type, and then he just comes through, and you realize he's the best one on your team. Sneaky fast. Yeah. It's true. Um,
1: my, my, my Chris is, uh, he's elf. He's always happy. He's in a good mood always. Very yeah. cheerful. Oh, 100%. One.
2: I can see Roy is like Scrooge, kind of, but, like, you know, learns his way. They arrow yeah. his way at the end of the movie and just starts, you know, showering people with gifts. And
3: yeah, I have... And- I have Stu Gatz as being more of the bad Santa. It's always smoking heaters, little flask in the in the pocket, just trying to, make a to be a
2: little fat friend, the little fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I had Stu as uh, Joe Pesci from Home Alone. He's always scheming, stealing things.
0: Oh Stu yeah, Stu is definitely a wet bandit. 100%. Yeah, he's hairy. Like a, yeah. What's so, a billy? I think, I think Billy could be like a Kevin McAllister type character, always getting into mayhem, trying to hat some like schemes, that. a little mischievous. I don't know.
2: Wreaking some chaos. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But I Kevin, like Kevin was too efficient and yeah. <laughs> his pro, his product ended up positive in his own, um, for him to be Billy. I have, I have, go ahead.
2: Have you heard the theory that Kevin McAllister grew up to be the jigsaw killer? Yeah. Yeah that that's like one of my favorite movie theories like that has to you know like i seriously want to saw a movie where they do backstory and like make that
1: <laughs> the pancan can of the face
2: i mean you got fucking 18 saw movies you can't just make one where like kevin mcallister you know loses loses his way
0: it is kind Go of crazy. It is kind of crazy that Saw never did one of those holiday special movies because, like, if you if you have a franchise that has upwards of ten movies, you expect them to automatically at some oh. point drift into like the Christmas special or the Halloween special. It's like a very Saw Christmas. How has that not happened?
2: That'd be good. Yeah, I like it. I had
1: I had Billy and Allison as uh, actually my wife did. I, I have to give her credit. I had uh, Billy and Allison as Todd and Margo from Christmas Vacation next door.
2: I don't know, Margo. Why's the floor wet, Todd? (laughs) That's beautiful. I can see that. They're constantly bickering at each other. Together,
1: but hate each other?
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So in that sense, uh, would Stu Gots be Uncle Eddie?
1: No, I had uh, had actually Dan as Uncle Eddie because he always shows up with his entire family.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good.
0: Actually, I think Mikey C. would make a good Eddie. I think if we're going one for one comparison, Mikey C. I
1: th- not Mikey enough heaters. <laughs> <laughs> From Eddie or
0: Mikey, Mikey
2: C, right? C.? Mikey C. actually shit his pants, not in the shitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pants I, the shitter, shitter never, yeah. Pants are full. Shitter never pants are full.
1: I have Greg Cody as just all the old grandparents in Christmas Vacation. Very confused, <laughs> scratchy voice.
0: Could he not be the ghost of Christmas past though?
1: Ooh, I, Back I, in his I, day. I,
0: yeah, that whole character is just one big back in my day. Back in my day.
1: Touche, yeah. touche. I like
3: it. Tony, Tony, and this is something I looked up the other, a couple weeks ago about the show and Christmas related. Tony is by far Arthur Christmas. I've never seen the movie, but like, he looks pretty much just like him and in every photo he's like carrying a bunch of like books. basically doing all the dirty work. So Tony's definitely Arthur Christmas. Who is Arthur like Christmas? It.
0: I'm completely unfamiliar with that character.
3: Google it. It's I don't mean either. It's an animated um film. I think it's it's somewhat recent, probably to well hell 2011. 2011, so I guess not. But that that dude is Tony. Like just seems like the, the guy who works hard doesn't get a lot of credit, but uh that's Tony.
0: Yeah, looking at the photo of I've... this guy, yeah, he does have a, a Tony-ish vibe. There's also yeah. a lot going on in this movie poster, though, if I'm being <laughs> honest. I'm, I'm not entirely yeah. sure what's happening here. Is the reindeer yeah. in this movie poster rabbit? It's got one of those cones that yeah. like a sick dog has yeah. on its head. <laughs> what the fuck is happening um, here? I'm not sure. <laughs> Have you actually seen this movie? Has anyone seen this no, movie? This is the first time no. hearing
3: of this. No, but that's Tony. Just don't worry. Don't question it. It's Tony. <laughs> I do see an old man
0: holding dentures in this movie poster too, so another nominee for Greg Cody, potentially.
3: <laughs> yeah. I what's your guys' that.
2: uh what's your favorite Christmas movie, guys, while we're talking here?
3: Love Actually.
2: Love Actually. Damn good one. Gremlins. Gremlins. <laughs>
0: Is Gremlins a Christmas movie?
3: Yes, it is. Along with Die Hard.
2: Yeah. I watched The Night Before. Have you seen that? It's fucking amazing. I think I have. Joseph, I Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Anthony Mackie, Seth Rogen.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
2: Oh, my God. It's so good. I forgot how good that is.
1: Yeah, I saw that once. Like, that was very good. From Actually, From Love Actually, another cat submission you know how Mr. Bean is like doing the gift wrap and like delaying and taking forever? That's Lorenzo.
2: God, I can't remember. Mike. Mike Ryan could be the singer guy, right? From Love Actually. The, which guy? The singer. What's the, the singer guy's name in Love Actually? Oh, um, Something Mac. Drawing a blank here.
1: I literally have the ornament on my tree. It, yeah. it's, his last name is Mac.
2: Mac. So Mike Ryan could be that guy. Just, you know, party with celebrities and, you know, music snob a little bit and...
1: Going to Ellen's Christmas party?
2: Yeah, I could see
1: that. I we have Mike as the head elf in the Santa Claus, super organized, taking making sure everybody's where they got to be at all times. Oh, yeah,
3: I could that's see that. That's very, that's very good.
2: That's good.
0: Is anyone that's, Frosty the Snowman? It's Chris because I feel like that's Chris. a no. Mis- did we did we already establish that?
3: Well, Chris, Chris can Chris can wear multiple hats. He's Steve versatile. Said he was the elf. He's also he's also Frosty. He's so, lo- no one hates Frosty. He's- Anybody happy. Yeah. Yeah. Chris can wear multiple hats. I do kind of like
0: him as Elf though. Now that, now that you've said that, I can't unsee yeah. that.
3: Cause it's got the, the goofy element to it. So excited all the time. Yeah. I feel
1: like Elf could juggle.
3: Oh, definitely. Oh
0: yeah. hundred percent.
3: So the, the Jim Carrey Grinch, the newer, the newer version of the Grinch, who, who is the mayor the, the douchebag mayor. Who in the Levitard universe is that guy? Douchebag mayor. Pablo? You know who I'm talking about?
2: Pablo Torres? Does that work?
3: Pablo's. That's a good candidate. <laughs>
2: I like that one.
3: That's a good one. Who's and Mina? Mina is. Uh, Damn. She could be the little The girl. She could called? be little Cindy
2: Lou. Cindy Lou. Yeah,
3: Cindy Lou. <laughs>
0: Could she also be um, the love interest in Elf? I'm blanking on her name. Potentially, you know, just kind of Zoe, whatever. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. Like smart, smart brings the best out of people. Overachiever.
3: Yeah, she's got a little, little snapback too. She's not gonna take, take shit.
0: Because her whole thing, though, is she's, if I remember correctly, her character was afraid of singing, and I don't imagine Mina being a confident singer at all. That's a fair take. If it's if her singing is anything like her uh, her impressions, I'm assuming then.
2: Who did that? Somebody just did it. Do it again. X gonna give it to you. Put <laughs> 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 the <That was good. laughs> <Picture> square. <laughs> God. If any of your friends ever like uh, don't get the show, I think showing a Mina doing her DMX or whatever, or dress is almost like a perfect way to explain it to them. Like, here's this super serious, successful journalist, and yeah. she's not afraid to just give, like, do shitty impressions on national TV, you know? like
0: That uh Jeff Passan's actually good, Elmo, I think is yeah. a, a good entry point, because if someone doesn't love that, then there's there's something <laughs> or, wrong with it.
2: Or even Kirkton, that's what got me into the show, I was just hearing the looks like, and I was like, when's he going to talk about baseball? Like, I want to hear him talk about baseball. I was like, wait, this is way better. Yeah. Like serious sports talk. This is amazing.
0: Yeah, I think that was actually probably around the time that I discovered that I got the show Um, is I was working as a sports reporter for like a small time newspaper and sports was sports was all I was doing. And it just got to be such a drain that, you know, when I would listen to something, I wouldn't want to hear actual sports. And then all of a sudden Levitard came on and they were just doing their bullshit. And I was like, this is kind of nice. I love this. I want to hear Adam Sektor talk nothing but Ty,
2: the, uh, the job of uh Levitard fan sports reporters taken already, but
0: you, listen, you can have it. It's all you, baby. Been there, be done one. that. Don't want to do it again. It was it was a fun gig, but I, I enjoy making
2: money. I do it for the chicks, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what uh what market are you in, Steak?
2: Albuquerque, New Mexico.
0: Is that a is that a happening sports scene?
2: Hell no. We got the we got the mighty mighty Lobos. who won two football games this year. Hell yeah, they are the Lobos.
3: Hey, you got you you got New Mexico United.
2: We got New Mexico, We got a USL soccer team. We got a A baseball team named after an episode of The Simpsons. Cool shit, man. Wait, what's the what's the
0: minor league baseball team?
2: <laughs> the Albuquerque Isotopes. There's an old <laughs> Simpsons episode where he finds out Springfield Isotopes are moving to Albuquerque.
0: Oh hell yeah, that's awesome.
2: They literally yeah, it's kind of cool.
0: Is that your beat?
2: Nah, I'm uh, am off the beat
0: now. Ah, oh, it's a shame. I would, I listen. If I'm in your situation, I'm completely stringing just for that isotope speed. I've
2: covered a few games, just a good time.
0: Have any of y'all ever actually worked in sports? Like, I don't like, I'm not super familiar with all of y'all's backgrounds, but are any of y'all like actually tangentially involved in sports in any way, or just fans?
2: I was, I've done every job in in sports reporting. Like, I worked for a newspaper for 13 years. So, I've done like, I've covered everything and done everything. I got into it to travel. I wanted to travel. And uh, so far, I've been to Baton Rouge and a place called Hobbs, New Mexico. <laughs> Didn't really work out too well.
0: Living a dream. <laughs> yeah.
2: Baton Rouge, stinky. <laughs>
0: Honestly, though, now now that you mention that, and, and now that I know that you're a former uh, sports reporter, you look like every other sports reporter I've ever worked with. Like, there's there's always a look, and you have that to a T. Yeah, precisely.
2: <laughs> I was born in the wrong generation, man. Back in the old days, they'd sit there and they'd have a bottle of whiskey in their in their desk drawer, and they'd be smoking heaters at their desk, wearing those cool hats with the press thing in them. Yeah. That's, that should have been me, man.
0: Calvary, what about you? Do you have any sort of sports background?
3: I mean, I played I played baseball in college, and then now I'm a I'm a teacher and a coach. So I don't I mean I I get paid like two thousand bucks a year to coach. So I guess technically I work in sports, but not not um, to anything.
2: in terms Tell about of your heater. Tell me about your fastball, bro. Tell me about your fastball.
3: No, I, I'm washed up, man. That that was back you in the throw 96.
2: Areas. You had 96, this guy. Damn. It's got yep.
3: Yeah. Had had H A D not a uh, not present day. But
0: so if, you, if you if you were out at like a, a fair and they had that fast pitch game, like what, <laughs> do you, what are you what are you ringing up on the dial these
3: days? Man, I was. Don't bring this up. I got depressed. This made me depressed. Like last, so last July Fourth, well not last, but pre COVID July Fourth, we went to the Braves game and and we had this this thing and fuck I I hit like 84 something not even close to I was like man I'm gonna hit fucking 90 on this thing and of course I go up there and hit like 83 84 and some little kid beside me hit like 86 and I was like fuck this let's go get another beer (laughs) (laughs) but no man I so I actually played at South Carolina um and I was I got drafted by Steve's old Boston Red Sox in the 46th round fuck you Yankees bro Oh, excuse me, excuse Jesus me. Jesus Christ!
1: Be any farther off?
3: <laughs> I mean, I could have been. He could have been the L.A. Angels, but uh, there's
1: nothing farther off than the Yankees and the Red
3: Sox. What, what was your Connecticut?
2: Uh, was your signing bonus, straight that they offered you?
3: Well, it was going to be 200 out of high school. So I got hurt, and my senior night in high school, I was projected to go top five rounds, and then they drafted me late. Um, after I got hurt. So they were trying to get me for the cheap for they were like, okay, let's sign him for in the fortieth round for two hundred thousand. I was like, no, fuck it. I'm going to college. So I went to college and didn't get back to where I was and didn't get drafted again. So uh it's the typical back in my day story, but um it is what it is. So but I mean, I'm I'm glad to where to be where I am, man. I know people who who went out of high school and and fucking rotted in the minor leagues because that that shit's a grind, man. It's it's kind of like minor leagues is basically the sports sports media profession in terms of how much you got to grind and, and you got you got to have a lot of luck to get to where um to where you can end up. I mean, hell, same goes with the Levitar Show, man. They they had to have some luck along the way to get to where they are because. Not everybody gets that, that opportunity to, to have that freedom and get to ESPN. So
0: so I think it's actually kind of interesting that you mentioned that um, because I actually have a connection point there. For a, for a season, I worked in a, a minor league baseball team for the Salem Red Sox High Single-A Club in Salem. And while we did have some good players come through there, watching the day in and day out of, uh, of single-A baseball, it is bleak. Man, yeah. it is fucking depressing.
3: Yeah. I think you dumped I mean, a bullet on that one. Yeah, because, I mean, every – so now they've cut the draft down to, like, I think 30 rounds maybe, but it used to be 50. So, basically, they're drafting 50 kids per team, maybe two make it to the big leagues. So, that's 48 kids who are basically just going out there making two grand a month doing jack shit and they're never going to make it and end up either going back to college or owning a damn subway so it uh yeah I'm I'm glad to be where I am I I lucked out and had a good college experience so but that's nobody gives a shit so (laughs) I give a shit listen
0: (laughs) I'm new to all this this is this is delightful I love getting this backstory right here Steve what is what is your story
3: Steve's stat in the studio, so he's uh, he's above all of us. Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: his claim to fame. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. In terms of uh, I played I
1: played baseball and football up until senior year, but that's that's about the extent of my sports expertise. then yeah, no, I, I was lucky enough to to uh, friend Chris Cody a little bit, and he got me and my wife into studio the day before the last Moss. So we got to sit in there, uh, and then got backstage at Moss. That's I don't know if that counts as sports expertise, but that's that's, that's all I got. That's the most it impressive can't...
0: resume anyone has here. I gotta be honest. I agree. So then you can answer all the scoop. Then how tight is the shipping container? How messy is uh, Billy's desk?
1: Give us messy, very very awesome. messy, and it's it's amazing how small that space is. It's it's ridiculous. I literally had to like step over Billy basically to get to the corner where I sat, in. it's but and also like, so I, I had headphones on when I sat in studio, and everybody thinks that they're just like these guys that just don't give a shit. The amount that they put in between commercial breaks and when the show is going on, they're all yelling things, nonstop talking to each other. Uh, it's, it's amazing what they do behind the scenes to to put out what they do.
0: So you were in there for an entire show. Does that include, were they still doing the local hour live back then?
1: When, when I sat, it was, um, I sat for the the final hour on a Friday. So I was there for, um, it, it was the one year anniversary of Alan Fick dying. So they played the, uh, the montage of that. And then they um it was the day it was the day that Billy ripped his shirt and Lorenzo missed Lorenzo missed it oh. on, on the video. They were all wearing tank tops. So I wasn't in there for that, but it was right after that I got in. Um so it was I basically sat in for the last hour uh, and got the got to see the club live. It was a, uh, it was probably the coolest thing I've ever done.
0: Yeah, that's fucking awesome. How did you so I'm curious then, how did you uh how did you manage to befriend Chris Cody?
1: So I'm uh, my original claim to f- claim to fame is that I'm the I'm the moron that spent twelve hundred dollars on two tickets for the New York live show for me and my wife. So then Chris took my number down, um, and then I tweeted out the next day that it was the best day of my life. And all, out of nowhere, Charlie, Lorenzo, Billy, Chris, Al- even Allison, they all got involved and they were going back and forth, uh, laughing at my wife saying like, "But we had a wedding," saying basically, <laughs> basically saying. I said the being me the show was the best, of my best day of my life, but we had a wedding. Um, so it was all off of that. And then we, we got to go on the helping container on the local hour where people called in to try and fix our marriage. Uh, and it's amazing the amount of people that thought we were actually fighting and are idiots. Um, but I kind of went from that. And then I, I reached out to Chris one time when I was, I, I traveled to South Florida for work. Um, We've hung out for a couple of times at bars and he just got us into, uh, he actually offered, got, got us into the, to sit in the studio for that. And it was, Again, it was ridiculous how cool. I was literally shaking the entire time. I remember remember sitting there and I was so nervous. I was just like dead faced. And my wife was like, can you please smile and act like you're enjoying yourself right now? I'm like, oh, shit.
3: Sorry. Yeah, this is great. This is great. (laughs) So that's that's props to, I mean, I know Lorenzo missed the the shirt tearing and whatever, but props to those guys because – if you see it, if you watch it on ESPN news or in all the shit that they've been on over the past years, like they're so good at being able, able to disguise all that. Like you rarely see them like talking to each other um, in terms of communicating like, Hey, say this, say that. Like when we're, when what we see is just everybody laughing and having a good time. So that's, that's props to the Lorenzo and those guys for being able to mask it, which I mean, that's, that's a big part of it because um it makes them look a lot more talented than what it may seem if if everybody saw they're talking this much during x x amount of time or or whatever yeah they know they know what they're doing yeah
1: so
0: did you get to use the Clevelander bathroom that the show uses i did not but i got
1: to i got to put on the uh, safari hat for the ron mcgill segment so that's good enough
0: damn Man, see, see, you are goals, Steve. You are goals. You have managed to to infiltrate the universe in a way that I can only dream of. Like I am very envious.
2: You should be. They just played his uh, his birthday cameo from Jose Canseco too.
1: That was yeah. That was that was steak to me.
0: That was fantastic. How much did
2: Jose cost?
1: Free, nothing. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He waited. He he took too long, so steak got his money back.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was originally a hundred dollars, but it ended up getting refunded. It's worth every penny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so,
0: I don't. This is such a long shot, but I've been talking to uh Jose Canseco's agent, mostly one way, trying to get him to come on the show to talk, uh just like Bigfoot and cryptozoology and shit. Wow! I his, sign, uh, sign us, sign uh, us
2: up. up. I'll DM you his, uh, his uh, cell phone.
1: You can you can get Billy on for that one.
0: I got an initial. Uh, response from his agent but then he's been ghosting me ever since so yeah if you actually have his number hit me, uh send that over steak well
2: do man <laughs> he never texts back
0: that's fine <laughs> he don't need to text back all, all he needs is the number to call into i'll take anyone so like so obviously you know i i feel like i need to plug y'all's podcast lower after hours if if anyone is listening to this i guarantee they know lower after hours but for for y'all, what has been like the favorite moment of yours doing that podcast? Does does any one particular moment or segment stand out?
3: I mean, the one and it's for all of us, everybody. The the Izzy moment that he, I mean, state. I'll throw it at state because he he obviously plugged that up. So the Izzy story is is just it's mind blowing and like what we do is stupid, but that for him to reach out to us and stake and it's, it's crazy. So stake, take it from there. And, and you, you share that story.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was, everybody could go listen to that episode, man. It was like a tear jerker. It's heartwarming. Like, but the fact that Izzy wanted our stupid little podcast to have it, like that just meant the world to like all of us, you know? And uh it actually started, there was a basketball player here in New Mexico who got shot and murdered. And I posted some on Instagram and Izzy like text me and he's like, Hey, can I call you? So we called me, we got on the phone. And he's like, Well, I have this story that I want to share and I want you guys I want to do it on your your platform. He's like, I want you guys to like get the the rub from it, you know. Which like what is this guy like, I mean, he's Izzy, you know. He could do any he can go anywhere he wants to to tell this story. So that was like super cool of him to 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 share that with us and to open up with us, you know, in such a, a, a sad moment in his life and it meant a lot to us,
0: you know? Yeah. I, I kind of figured that would be the moment y'all would jump to because that was such a, a different moment from everything else. It seems like y'all produce, it was so powerful and, and visceral. I'm curious. Why, why did Izzy choose your podcast to do that? Why was that the vehicle for that? Did he ever explain that to you or?
2: I don't know. I mean, no, uh, me and Izzy have been like friendly for a couple of years now, you know, just kind of, uh, uh, you know, DMing on Twitter and, and, and following each other on instagram and stuff and then uh he gave me a cell number one day oh well, we booked him for the he was our first guest on lower after hours so I, I had a cell and he just we kind of like text back and forth and just talk basketball and shit and
3: i don't know i don't know if it's
2: just because he, he's friends with me or what it was but i think he just appreciates the fans his fans fans of the show and he wanted to uh, kind of give something back for us that's, all, that's the only thing i could think of steve what about
0: you favorite moment
1: I think it's it's kind of uh, a little uh recent recency bias and it hasn't even actually been released yet. But we just recorded with Ron McGill like was, was a week ago, was it a week ago today? I guess last Sunday. And it was last, last Saturday. And it was he was just fantastic because when when he his segments on the show, he he's kind of kept to a timeline where he has to kind of kind of uh mo 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 get the questions out there. But he was able to elaborate with us and um, he told quite the story about some donor that they had at Zoo Miami, uh, and that's m- my wife. She, the, her big, her f- uh, favorite segment all, is always Ron McGill, so she got to sit on for that sit in on that one. I think that was one of the one of the we've been talking the last week or so. That was one of the best one, things we've ever done.
0: So while we're in the plugging portion of this recording, anyone else have anything else they want to plug?
2: Check out my OnlyFans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash steak sauce.
2: Plenty of good content there. <laughs> lots of beards and man buns
0: how uh how was the feet content
2: uh that's steve's that's
1: department. me that, that's my territory with the
2: feet oh, okay. Steve has the biggest toe in the history of toes he, now, is, he has a toe that's a little bigger than Shaq's toe. Look at oh, his fucking ge-
1: toe oh my god
2: look at it whoa if i am the good angle just just dm him a pick. he'll appreciate it
0: i can't believe i'm getting a free show for all this foot content, you have to pay good money for this. Normally,
2: it's Christmas. I have a Venmo. Christmas demo. is all around us. <laughs> Come on and show your toe. <laughs> Come on and let it toe.
0: Steve putting the toe in mistletoe.
2: <laughs>
0: it's a bazooka toe. Anyone out for a quick well, game? Well, okay. Loser game shows so so athletes so. that connote
1: feet.
2: Ooh, Larry Foot. Larry Foot, damn it. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Oh, that's good. Because he's not wearing shoes, so you can see his feet. Get <laughs> we, we get it, at stake. You get it?
1: Okay. Can
0: you please explain that joke to me? I'm a little slow.
2: <laughs> you see, when you're shoeless, you don't have shoes on. So your feet are exposed.
1: Is, is there a thumb?
2: Thumb? My,
1: he- my, my, my toes count as fingers, so. <laughs> Toe
2: Jackson. Toe Jackson. <laughs>
3: Anyone who played for the Tar Heels.
2: Oh, there you go. Athlete's Foot McGee. That's not a real guy.
3: Would it be
1: John Madden for a tough act of connecting?
2: Oh, there you go. Oh! I didn't know you were old enough for that. Good for you. <laughs> Fred Van Feet. Ooh. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> Toby oh, Bryant. Like Ooh, there you go. Pistol Feet Merovich.
0: <laughs> God, that's so dumb.
2: Rick Ankiel. Ankle. <laughs> Damn, that's good. Joe Shoehorn. Joe Shoehorn. Oh, okay. Brent
1: Sneaker. Brent Sneaker.
0: <laughs> Sounded better in the head.
3: Yeah. Any athletes named Toby? Toby Ardawaldo. He's he's the center back for Tottenham. Which not many. Seasons. Oh, we go
2: we go EPL. John Toe Shelby. <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> Toby Twiname is a guy that I have signed in Football Manager before when managing uh, Morcum in League Two. So there's long. Oh, so are
3: you a, are you a soccer guy?
0: I am a soccer guy, yeah. He's an Arsenal guy,
2: right?
3: Hell
0: no. Ever- Evertonian, <laughs> baby. Everton.
2: Okay.
3: Uh-huh. We'll
0: take
2: that. You want to do a little home and home? Come on, relegated at FC tomorrow? Sure, man. I'm
3: there. I don't have to actually know anything, do I?
2: No. I don't know shit, and I've been on it like 12 you times. Have to,
3: you have to be able to have a drink and have Google at your side.
2: Perfect. Yeah. That is the great. Miami feet. <laughs>
0: culture (laughs) oh god all right gents well this has been fun um if anyone has anything left to plug or add do it now or forever hold
1: your peace just venmo me money if you want that's fine
0: yeah can i get that venmo you can you can send it over (laughs) dms that's fine oh steak love the cat that's kitty sin black cat (laughs) gang over here
2: She's ready to eat.
0: How old is your cat? How many cats do you own? This is now a cat that's podcast.
2: My, that's the first cat I ever had in my life, dude. My kids have been bugging me for eight years to get a cat, and I finally caved. I said, I get a cat as long as I get to name it, and I never have to touch the litter box. <clears> and uh, it's working out well for me. I love this cat. She's like my little best friend. Like a little She's all watch soccer together. I got three dogs and a cat. Good little family.
0: Solid. It's adorable.
2: Is there a better name for a cat than Kitty Scent? Hmm.
0: Pussy Galore?
2: That's offensive though. I mean for little kids can't <laughs> run around and go to the house going, Come here, pussy.
0: <laughs> Why not? <Kid> cat.
2: <laughs> well I did when I was a kid. I was a, I was advanced for my age. <laughs> then <That laughs> I matured ex- quickly. <laughs>
0: So, Steak, it's actually funny you say that, because I was definitely the kid whose, uh, whose parents let them watch movies well before they should have been able to. Like, I was watching uh, yeah. the Austin Powers movies, I'm pretty sure, like, age 10 or 11. Can you relate to that?
2: Definitely, yeah. I was watching anything. I'm, I'm a parent like that, too. Like, my, I, my six-year-old son got Grand Theft Auto for Christmas a couple of years ago. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, he watches it. Yeah, I was the same way. I watch whatever I want. And I turned out fucking awesome. So that style of parenting works.
0: You turned out a sports reporter, which is the least surprising thing ever now, knowing knowing what I know about your background. This all adds up.
2: Sports reporter with the drinking problem and the gambling problem and four, a cat and three dogs. You
0: could have just stopped at Worked sports out reporter. Well. <laughs> the rest is redundant. <laughs> all right, gents. Well, I appreciate you all coming on. Um... Thanks for your time on a on a football Sunday. This is fun. I'd like to do it again sometime. But
2: uh, Nikola Točić. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Thanks Toe. I mean Ty.
0: <laughs> that one sent me. I don't know why that one fucking sent me. Alright, I didn't lie to y'all. I told you we covered a lot of ground in that podcast, and uh, man, just a big thanks to those guys. They were awesome. Um, again, support them. Lower After Hours is the podcast. Relegated FC. Um, find them on Twitter. Do all that stuff, because they're great guys, and uh, we really appreciate them taking some time to uh, to come on our show and help us out. But before we go today just want to uh, remind you all like subscribe rate review follow us on twitter at lebitard underscore fan and i just hope all of you have a wonderful and happy holiday season stay safe obviously first and foremost but make sure to come back right here next week we're going to have another great show for you so until then stay safe and happy holidays everybody